We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on again tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, just want to say my thoughts and prayers are with the people in the Southeast United States uh, dealing with uh, the hurricane. Hopefully everybody's safe and sound um, and uh, just hope everybody's doing good. But uh, tonight, as always, my weekly episode with Justin, we're going to be discussing UConn football like we always do. Um, we're going to, he, he's going to hit on the NC State game from this past week, and then I'll give you some insight on the upcoming game against Fresno State. So, how you go? How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, Bobby? I'm good. Good. Uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand, uh, before we got on the air. I unfortunately was not able to watch the game at all this week um, with the with the the interesting TV uh, provider situation that they that they did for the game, but. I was also at a game beforehand, so I didn't get home till like almost halftime of the UConn game. So I guess by that point, I really, really didn't miss much. I guess you could say. No, you haven't. <laughs> so I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, obviously letting you take the lead on that one, uh, since <clears throat> since uh, you saw the game and everything. Um, from the looks of it, though, the game started out a little promising, at least. from The the guys were able to offensively move the ball a little bit, it looked like. Um, what were your thoughts? So, you know, Zion Turner, um, he definitely showed some promise. Uh, he's definitely getting better. He ran the ball when he needed to run the ball, and he threw some nice uh, passes. And the first quarter, it wasn't out of reach for UConn at all. I mean, I I have to say it too. I I, I commend the fans that traveled. Um, we did have a nice section, as I seen on TV, and I I actually was impressed with running backs too, um, Victor Rosa and Devonte Houston. Um, they're going to be a dual package, uh, you know, because Nate Carter's out. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's out for the season, as we've seen on Twitter. Right. Uh, I actually think those guys grew as running backs, and I think we're going to see some production out of them. I absolutely agree. I think, especially Victor Rosa. I mean, he and you and I have talked about this uh, with each other. Just like I, I think he could be really, really good. I I actually think so too. I mean, he could. He's definitely as a fresh as a true freshman at this point. Um, he's definitely showing some promise and he's a strong working individual and he won't quit. And that's what I like about him. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you could see it at the end of that game, um, with that rushing touchdown he scored. I mean, he, he, he definitely has the tools that you're looking for. Yeah, he can, you know, he, he can split the gaps. He can, 
he could take a hit. He could still go for, you know, yards. And I still think that he's definitely going to be our primary back going forward. Um, Devontae Houston is a great catching running back. I think both of them, if the game plan is right, we should be very, um, we should be, we should be able to produce some yards out of them. And I, I actually think the future is bright right now. I agree. And, and it, and it helps with the schedule kind of turning a little bit for us. Um, I mean, Fresno state obviously presents challenges, of course. I mean, they're a good, very good football team, but it's, it's not Michigan and NC state. No. And having those two big opponents, it's only going to make the team better. And Absolutely. Like, like I said, it's a rebuilding year. We got to give this team some time, but I, I still think playing these tough teams, it's just going to better the team too. And this team, I mean, it, it won't give up. Right. Even if they, you know, give up a, a bunch of points and stuff like that, I still think they're not going to give up. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, they've, they've shown that this year and, and they show that this past weekend against NC state, it seemed, um, I, I mean, I'm sure NC state probably caught off the dogs a little bit, um, just not running up the score, but at the same time, I mean, it, it, it really seemed that one, our defense is getting better, but two, you can see the fight. Yeah. And you, you could definitely see the fight. I mean, uh, you know, offensive-wise, we still have some issues to work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defensive-wise, though, I mean, the defensive ends, they contained. The linebackers, they contained. Um, there was some passes that you know, our cornerbacks, you know, couldn't get to. I know uh, Chris Sharon, he, he definitely thought that he probably could have gotten the interception. Um, and... The guy, you know, NC State caught the ball for um, yards. I, I believe it was a touchdown. And I still think for a young team, though, they're progressing quite well. Right. You you, you can see it. And <clears throat> one thing I saw from clips um, that you've already spoke to is Zion running when he needs to run, like taking what's there. And – and I think that's really, really, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah, and I, I actually think, too, Zion Turner running the ball is only going to help us through the, you know, the second half of the season because there's a lot of teams that probably can't cover it. Right. Or if they do cover it, there's going to be a lot of, you know, missed tackles and stuff. And I actually think his, his future is bright. Mm-hmm. He's learning and he has confidence He's not losing confidence, which I like. Right. And I actually think that, you know, he will develop into a nice quarterback for us. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, he's having to learn on the fly, that's for sure. But he like you said, he's not lacking confidence. You can tell he, he says every week in his press conferences talking about how much film he watches and everything. And you can tell that's the case because of the development that he's made. I know there's a lot of people like on Twitter <clears throat> that have been negative towards it, but you can see that he is developing. Yeah. And, you know, for a freshman to want to see film and want to see his mistakes, that's pretty huge because mm-hmm. most freshmen are like, I don't want to see it. And 
I I think if he watches his tape and sees what he did wrong, it's just going to get better for him. Absolutely. <clears throat> you, you talked about the running back situation. Um, in in the two guys that we have, I mean, we're definitely high on moving forward. And Lord willing, those guys stay healthy. I mean, we we need that. That's for sure. But <clears throat> I'm sure everybody who's listening to us has seen uh, the talk about UConn potentially playing or the talk of a defensive lineman being in the rotation as well. What are your thoughts on that? I actually think it's kind of cool. Um, it's something different that mm-hmm. we haven't seen. If UConn's on the goal line, it'd be kind of cool to see him you know, right. running the ball. I, I know Jelani Stafford, um, is the guy that they want to appoint in that position. And I'm not, I, I don't steer away from new ideas. And I think this could definitely be a turning point for uh, football in general. I agree. I mean, I'm up for anything. I, 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 I'm always up for new ideas that are going to get the offense going a little bit. And I think something like that, especially on the goal line, like you said, I mean, it, it seems like a no brainer. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you saw his tape. I mean, he, he was pretty impressive in high school. Yeah, he's um, you know, he's very agile for a big guy. Uh, he he has a high football IQ. Um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him at running back. Um, in some situations. Absolutely. <laughs> the next. The next point I want to hit on, I know, is something that you've been preaching for for months now. Ever since, ever since I first had you on the show, the t- the tight end position. Uh, I know you you want to scream it from the rooftops. Yes, yeah. So you know, tight end positions. Uh, we have Nemensky, um, which is he could catch the ball, and he's great. I mean. We stayed in games when we actually used the tight ends. And we went out and got Boeskis too. And I think those two guys definitely need to see plays more. I mean, uh, they, they definitely have to catch the ball. Um, they have the ability to catch the ball. And I think that's just going to spike the offense for uh, UConn. I agree with you. I mean, we, we saw... I believe it was the Central Connecticut State game where we utilized that position and it worked in our advantage. And it's been a kind of kind of perplexing that we haven't gone back to that. And and well, no, but... go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> and maybe it's something in the future that that they're looking to maybe add in as the season progresses. But it it only seems right with us going with a shorter passing game the way we've been doing the path that's for basically the whole season um, that you would want to utilize that. Exactly. I mean, in the NFL right now too, you see tight ends actually catching the ball more. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that if we use the same scheme and we use our tight ends more, we could stay in games. And the, the, you know, the thing is, is that, if we recruit tight ends and they can catch, we got to use them. I mean, that's a that's a pet peeve of mine. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's it's like you said. I mean, utilizing that position at the NFL level, it's huge. But like, 
transitioning it to the college level, I mean, it just makes sense. Right. And, you know, being down wide receivers too, because of injuries, right. um, it, it makes sense because if you use the wide receivers too much, it's just an upper hand to the other team. Now, if you can actually implement the tight end position into catching the ball, I think that's going to turn the UConn season around. And I, I still think that. I absolutely agree. And I, I think, I, I really believe like heading into this game against Fresno state, <clears throat> they're down their potential all American quarterback, Jake Hayner. Um, so, so there's a potential opportunity to strike and with it being a home game, the first one we've had in a couple of weeks, um, they're coming off a bye. So it, it, I, I think it's an opportunity to kind of strike quickly if we can. And obviously we're going to utilize the running game, but you and I have been huge proponents of utilizing the tight end. Yeah. And, and I, I still think, you know, tight ends key and versus Fresno state, we could actually, you know, we could, we could compete with them if we use the tight end position. Absolutely. And uh, another group that we've kind of talked, that we've kind of hinted towards already, but we're both really impressed by how the defense has grown throughout the season. Um, you, you can just see the development. I mean, we knew coming into the season that there were some guys that you could really key on that you knew that were going to be good players, but just the defense in general has grown. I mean, even the passing game, um, tr going from playing against Michigan to NC state, you could kind of see some improvements being made. I mean, yeah, there were, there were some miscues, of course. I mean, we got young players out there, but at the same time, you could see, you could see growth. Yes, I did see growth. I mean, with Durante Jones being leading tackler, and Malik Dixon too being the second leading tackler. It, it and in this game too, the cornerbacks they had nice uh, fundamentals. I mean, they looked back at the ball. I mean, there 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 were some points where they kind of got caught, but I actually think that this defense is definitely going to be a really good defense in the second half. And it, with, with the growth that I've been seeing too, I mean, yeah, they've been giving up points, but when your offense goes out there and goes, you know, three and out, of course right. your, your defense is going to give up points. Right. No matter who you are, NFL, even a really good college uh, team, you're going to give up points, but the thing, the thing that I like the most is that the defense is learning every single week. Their their fundamentals are actually really good, and that's I I think that's the key of the season too. If the defense can go out and just give up field goal, that's huge for UConn right now. Absolutely, and and I think it's really interesting when we look at that and how there's not technically a defensive coordinator on staff. Yeah. I, I actually think the coaches are doing really well. They are in calling plays and yeah, we do need defensive coordinators, but for the time being, I think the calls are the right calls. I agree with you. I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, obviously, I, the main issue for me when it comes to the defense right now is the fact that they're on the field too much 
And that's because, like you said, the offense is just going three and out. And like you said, I mean, any defense is going to give up points when they're on the field for two-thirds of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of tough for the defense when they come off the field and all of a sudden they have to go back on the field. Right, right. They haven't even had a chance to breathe. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, any defense is going to have, have problems with that. And I still think that throughout the season what I want to see is the offense getting better wasting down clocks so the defense can actually breathe and mm-hmm. make sure that they have enough stamina for the next play. Right. And I, and I think we we saw it this week with forcing a turnover. I think that that's something big that we can potentially rely on in the second half of the schedule because there's going to be opportunities playing some teams that have a higher turnover margin right now. Um, like Fresno State hasn't forced a turnover – at all, all season from a defensive perspective. So, I mean, we, we already have them beat there. So I, I think there, there's a potential opportunity. Plus you're playing a backup quarterback. Um, so there might be an opportunity there to utilize that too. Yeah. And in, in the, uh, turnover and stuff, uh, that was by, uh, Brandon Randall, mm-hmm. the linebacker and really nice, uh, interception. I still think the defensive line, they really did a good job. I mean, they they hit low, they rush the quarterback, and when you rush the quarterback, you get turnovers, and that's you you can't say it enough. I mean, I was really happy with them. Absolutely, that was one of the things you were talking about before we went on the air is how well they kept contained too. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like that every player is growing in their role, and when they do it's only going to make them better. I mean, everybody was doing their job. Absolutely. And th- and that's all that's all we can really ask for at the end of the day. That's all the coaching staff can ask for. That's all as fans that we can ask for is just for guys to give it their all and get better. And I mean, we can see that on the field. Yeah, I mean, they this game might might have looked lopsided and stuff like that, but I still think the the Huskies were not giving up. They weren't giving up this game. Right. And the way they responded, sometimes it was like, oh, crap, it's happening again. But these guys really did a nice job. Um, I mean, there's there was a lot of drop passes and stuff on, on offense, but defensive-wise, I was, I was very happy with it. And then one exciting thing, I guess, I shouldn't say exciting. That's a terrible way to put it. But one thing UConn fans can look at maybe is, I mean, the fact that they were able to cover the spread too. Yeah, I mean, if they can cover the spread, that's only one step closer to their goal. Mm -hmm. And I still think the culture is amazing. Um, Eric Watts uh, led the Connecticut chant, and he actually had a really good game. And, uh, you know, these guys just have to go out and just play the game. I mean, have fun, like we've been saying multiple weeks. Right. And, and you bring up the culture. And I, as a former coach, I'll, I'll sit here and I will continue to say this. I mean, the culture Jim Mora is creating at UConn is, is for one, it's going to take some time. And but you can completely see that they're on the right track. 
Um, the, the, the injuries obviously have not helped at all. But you can tell the growth in in the buy-in from the players is is 100% there. I mean, it's something that I've known for a while interviewing different players that I have. Um, you can just you can just tell when you talk to any of the guys just how much they respect Coach Mora and the other coaches on the staff too. Um, just a fantastic job that they've done. But <clears throat> people and fans have to remember and understand that that building that culture is going to take some time, especially from what the culture was before Coach Mora got there. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I mean, the culture's there. I I was really hard on Nick Charlton. I'm sorry, Nick, but uh, you know this wasn't the offense that he was set up with. I mean, mm-hmm. he's looking at you know second stringers. He, I actually think he's doing a pretty good job what he's what he has. And right now with the coaching staff, I. I actually think they're doing a really good job of what they have. And I think that these guys are growing. And once we get our core players back, this team is going to be amazing. Absolutely. That, that was really something that I wanted to bring up when we, when we came onto the air this week was I, I know people are really frustrated about the play calling and like some of the things going on offensively. But it's we we have to remember that there's a true freshman quarterback in there, and we got second and third string guys in at wide receiver and running back, like guys that we didn't think were going to play much this year, are seeing significant minutes. And I mean, Coach Charlton and Coach Moore and the rest of the staff is doing the best they can, and I think they're they're actually doing a very good job, um, keep keeping things together for one. I mean. There could be a lot of, I guess you could say, dissension between the team with the amount of injuries there's been and just a lot of bad bounces and breaks going not going our way. But the way that they've kept these guys together and kept their morale up and and for these guys, for the players to see like the growth that they're making, yeah, it might not be adding up in the win-loss column so far, but people who know what they're looking at can see it. Yeah, and, and a lot of people was, were actually pretty hard in this team. I mean, last year we, we lost the Holy Cross. This year, you know, we barely won uh, Yale. And this year we actually beat CCSU. They're on – they're actually on top of their game. Mm-hmm. And I still think that, you know, with the recruit, recruiting classes coming in, it's just only going to help this team. And – the way that coaching staff is responding to these games, they're really mad at the losses, which is nice to see. Right. And I think that's just going to spark interest. And as long as we can spark interest, this team will turn around. I mean, yeah, this year's team is a building block mm-hmm. team. And after that, once we can get some more key players in, it's only going to go up for UConn. Absolutely. And, and I've seen some great interaction on social media from potential recruits and, and different guys. Uh, I, I even spoke with, with one uh, earlier this week, and he was just extremely excited about, about the future of the program. And I mean, I, 
I think people who don't know what's going on would kind of look at that and say, what is there to be excited about? But it, it's very clear the vision and what it's going to look like. Yeah, I've, I've been talking to recruits too. And the one thing that they love is how loyal the fans are. Yes. And they say, we love this place. They, they see the facilities and they love it. The coaches are wonderful. But the thing is that the one huge thing for UConn in any sport is the fans. And that's what's going to spark interest of the recruits. And, and I can speak for myself, somebody who had nothing to do with UConn before I started my podcast journey a little over a year ago. I mean, the UConn fan base is unbelievable. I mean, you and all the other and all the other people that are a part of Husky Nation are just an amazing group of people, and it's it's just like you said. I mean, the the passion and support that these the fans show, not just the football program but every program, is top notch. Yeah, and that's and that's how you build teams because mm-hmm. it's all about the fans. Yes, and, you know, the fans can sway the team. I, I remember when the rent was packed and Baylor came in and they couldn't even hear the play calls. I mean, there was teams that were like, wow, the rent is the noisiest place ever. And <laughs> even even Gamble, even XL Center, I mean, it's, it's just wonderful to go. I mean, it, it kind of gives me goosebumps because the fans are awesome. And even after losses for the, for the football team, they're still on Twitter talking about the game and the positive side of the, of, of the game, which is nice to see. Right, because it could go south very quickly. Oh, yeah. And I understand that we're, as a fan base, we're frustrated. Right. But we have the, we have the pieces in play. And all, all, all I got to say to the fans is have patience. We're going to get there. This is – I actually see – the progress that we have actually made is actually more progress that we've seen in about maybe seven, eight years. I absolutely agree with that. That If you look at this team this year, comparing it to even last year, it's night and day different. Oh, yes. And, you know, last year, yeah, we had some pieces in there, but it just didn't mesh well. And right. I think if those pieces were in this team right now, we'd be in a pretty good, solid boat. But the way I have to say it is, uh, you know, we got to play the cards, and and I actually think they're playing the cards right. Spot on. I agree. You got anything else you want to add about the uh, NC State game? Well, the NC State game, actually, uh, it was kind of cool. They had something on Twitter where – UConn fans could actually see like the pride of NC State and there was planes flying over the stadium. It was kind of cool. And the guys were, the guys actually kind of looked like they were amazed by it. And it, and I know, I know Coach Morris said, if we can get this, if we could write this ship, it's, it's going to be the same in Connecticut. And I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely, like the the pageantry surrounding a program at the level of NC State is, is special, and I mean they experienced that with Michigan too. I mean, when I was at the Michigan game, there were uh, 
three guys that jumped out of an airplane and skydived down into the stadium. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's just a special thing, but it's something that you look at from a Yukon perspective and like it can turn into that. Oh yeah. And you know, this, this week too, the, the most important thing that happened this week for Yukon is we appointed a new president and she's definitely on board with Yukon sports. And that's only going to be better for Yukon. And all I can say is seeing all these other teams, you know, all the celebrations before it, it, it's going to happen for us too. Absolutely. It's only a matter of time. And I think one of the cool things like leading into uh, this coming game against Fresno state is uh, what they're doing with the helmets, uh, with the different uh, ribbons for cancer awareness. I think that's just a job well done by coach Mora and the staff there. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, a lot of the recruits are like, Oh, we'd pick this ribbon or we'd pick yep. that ribbon, you know, for family members or even friends that were lost to cancer. And that's huge. I mean, for them to actually have ribbons on the helmet is a first for UConn. I have never seen it before. I, I I just thought it was so cool how they get to they get to pick the one that they want to represent. And it, it again, I I just applaud the coaching staff and and the and the powers that be that made this decision. I, I just just a great job by everyone involved. Yeah, no, I I have to agree, and you know it it will actually hit home to everybody. And, you know, it sparks enjoyment too, because the coaching staff is trying their, their hardest to, to just promote and just to, you know, have like a sentimental side too, Mm -hmm. which is really nice to see. Absolutely. I mean, all of us have been in, have, have been affected by the disease in various ways. Um, so it's, it's just a huge, huge thing. It's a just great, just a great job once again. Yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely applaud the coaching staff for this and the equipment crew too. Absolutely. Well, if we, if we're going to do a little dive into Fresno state, um, they're one and two coming into this week. Um, they handled FCS Kyle Polly the way that they were supposed to. Um, they turned around their second game of the season. They hosted Oregon state who is a pretty good football team. They ended up losing by three on the last play of the game. Um, I remember staying up late watching that game. It was a heck of a football game. Uh, Jake Hayner led a looked like to be a game winning drive down the field with less than a minute left and scored a touchdown. But then Oregon state came back and scored a touchdown with no time left. So, I mean, that was a, that was a heck of a football game. Um, they turned around last week. They played at number seven USC. Um, Jake Hayner did not play, um, um, so it, it, and he won't play this week either. So it's going to be interesting to see what the offense looks like uh, coming into this game with uh, with a backup quarterback. Because like I said before, Jake Hayner is a potential All American level quarterback. I mean, he is definitely going to play in the NFL. Um, but if you're looking at Logan Fife, who played last week, he was 11 for 12, 140 yards. So I mean, he has a he he can complete the ball. I mean, he throws a nice ball. I mean, it's it he can he can definitely handle things. Um, 
running back, their top running back is Jordan Mims. Um, he averages over six yards per carry. Uh, their their second guy, Malik Sherrard, averages almost seven yards per carry. And uh, just as a whole, from a running perspective, the offense averages five yards per carry. So they run the ball pretty well. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that because we've done a pretty good job stopping the run um, for the most part. Um, one of the guys we really got to key on, and I, and I think UConn fans will remember this name from last year, is uh, Jalen Cropper at the receiver position. Um, he now goes by Jalen Marino Cropper, but uh, he's he's an NFL level wide receiver. He's got 23 catches already on the season. Um, Nico Romingo is another guy who uh, who's done well in the receiver position, and Eric Brooks. So they got a handful of guys who can catch the ball really well. Uh, Josh Kelly is a great deep threat. He's averaging almost 20 yards per catch. So they could look to stretch the field on us, uh, as we've seen in the past. But one thing that I'm really interested to see from the UConn Huskies perspective, and I kind of brought this up earlier, is Fresno State has not forced a turnover all season. So I'm really, really intrigued to see uh, if our Huskies can take uh, can continue to keep that at zero. Um, if, if we don't turn the ball over, I think we can all agree that that would be huge for us um, in this game. And of course, going into the game, if like Justin and I have been talking about controlling time of possession, um, just controlling the things that we can control really from an offensive perspective, um, taking care of the ball, uh, moving the chains when we have the opportunity to. Um, also, the the Fresno State defense only has six sacks in three games, so it's not like they're getting to the quarterback very much either. Only two per game. So I I, I think there's an, I think this was a game that we all looked at earlier in the year um, as a game where UConn probably didn't have much of a chance, um, and that probably has a lot to do with Jake Hayner playing at quarterback. And knowing that he's not playing coming into this game, um, I think it presents some good opportunities for the Huskies to do some things. Uh, what are your thoughts, Justin? I actually think that um, if the offense can strike first, and it's very doable. Yep. And what we need to do is just play our game. And even if it's short passes, uh, you know, they're not likely. They're not likely to sack the quarterback. And even if you know Zion Turner has to run the ball, I I actually think he could run for big yards. And mm-hmm. if we use the tight ends, like like we say too, I think this could be a turning point. Um, defensive wise, I think as long as we just play our game, if we don't give up, and it. It's going to be good. Um, I have seen the cornerbacks um, playing off the ball a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I like them. To, I actually like to see them, you know, play a little tighter, uh, especially with a quarterback that's not a starting quarterback. Uh, we could definitely take advantage of this game. I absolutely agree. I mean, I think, I think there's an opportunity to be to be had. I, I, I'm not saying that we're going to come out and win this game. I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm, what I am saying is, I think there's a real opportunity for, for us to see a g- 
good amount of growth from our football team. Yeah, I mean, there's we have an opportunity as long as we stay to our fundamentals. We have an opportunity to stay in this game. One hundred percent. I don't. I don't want to see seventeen zero at you know halftime. I want to see a really tight game, and I, I still think that as long as we're playing hard, it's going to be a different turnout. I agree, and I, I got to ask: coming into this game, are you going to be there? Yes, I am. Uh, I'll be up in uh, section two twenty six, uh, rooting on the Huskies. Love it. I will be able to catch this game this week. I'm not going to any games this week, so I will be watching. Really looking forward to it. I think, like like you and I keep saying, there there's an opportunity to be had here, and and I think our guys are ready to seize it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this could be a turning point of the season too. Yeah, we're one and four, but if we can go out there and play hard and get the win, it could be a real turning point for this team. Absolutely. It could really change things because I know we keep saying it, but the second half of the season, it gets, it gets a little bit easier. Yes. And I think the second half of the season too is, is truly on UConn's side. As long as, you know, we can keep the defense off the field, we can waste down clock. And we, we've seen it with Utah State. We were wasting down clock and it was a tight game. And I still think as long as they don't rush, they play their game, don't be nervous, I I think they have a chance. I'm pretty sure they have a chance. I, I, I agree with you. I And some people might think we're crazy for thinking that, but there, there there's something there's something that I feel going into this game. I, I and I can't tell you what it is. Like I, I just I, I I have a positive feeling going into this game. I really do. Yeah, and like like what Coach Moore said too, playing these tough teams in the beginning of the season is only going to better the team, and I I still believe in that too. And this team is even tougher because they play these tough teams. And now it's now it's time for us to take advantage. Absolutely, I mean we've we've seen how tough some of our defensive players are. That's for sure. We 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 know that. And and we could we can see the offensive guys growing like like we've talked about. I mean, you can see Victor Rosa and Zion Turner and and a handful, many other guys. You can really see the growth. Yeah, and, and you know, lo- losing your stars and stuff like that. I I still think that these guys are just playing the game, and as long as they believe in the coaching staff and believe in the plays on offense and defense and they execute it's going to be huge for us absolutely <clears throat> well as always guys we we really appreciate everybody who tunes in listens to the show every week uh husky nation uh thank you for the support that you give not only myself but also justin uh, we both really really appreciate it i know that yeah Thank, thank you guys so much. I mean, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to this podcast, it's definitely worth listening. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let the listeners know where they can uh, follow you, Justin. All right. You could follow me. My, my main account is uh, Twitter. It's uh, at Hawkeye282. 
All right, and feel free to follow me at Coach underscore B Will. As always, the podcast Twitter account is at TNT College Foot One. Uh, we hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Go Huskies and God bless.